you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are getting ready to talk about AEW. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking about WWE, NXT, and everything going on with the, the Wednesday Night, well, not the Wednesday Night Wars, the, the Survivor Series Wars, that like brand supremacy, and all that kind of fun stuff. But we're going to start things out actually with AEW, because they had kind of a fun week going on too. Um, so yeah, just uh, Devin, why don't you give us kind of your, your overall thoughts on, or I guess just a tease of what you thought of the AEW Dynamite show this week. Overall, I thought AEW was uh, a nice show. Uh, the, you know, they started they started the first match with, off with a bang and kind of stumbled towards the end. Was it towards the end? It, it was, it was like that in tag the middle, team. I would say, the tag team matches. Yeah, that, that botch. Yeah, so I, I'll probably get more in that in detail about that. But other than that, you know, I thought it was decent. Yeah, same here. I mean, I enjoyed the, the the whole show, you know, from from beginning to end. I mean, it was I I watched you know NXT first, and you know saw that, and it was it was a crazy episode of NXT, and then I uh, saw AEW a little bit after that, and it, it was it was good, but um, yeah, definitely that middle section. We'll talk about it. There was there was some confusion around you a, did a take pinfall. I did. I did. You know, I wanted to, I was like, all right, you know, he's saying watch NXT first. I'm like, all right, all right, let's see what happened. And sure enough, I, I wasn't disappointed. Right. So definitely happy. <laughs> definitely happy I saw NXT first. Um, yeah, man, which, again, we'll get into what was, what's going on on the WWE side of things uh, here in a little bit. But first, let's kick things right off. We're talking about that opening matchup that you alluded to. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Nick Jackson in a one-on-one match. Um, they said Nick Jackson hadn't wrestled singles, I think, in three years. So that was kind of interesting yeah, to see man. him go one-on-one yeah. with uh, with Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah, with his brother basically getting destroyed the week before. They were just paying that off that, okay, he's injured and, you know, wasn't able to compete, you know, or maybe be on the shelf for a little bit. So, yeah, it was interesting seeing and, and kind of refreshing seeing Nick Jackson by himself. And and Ray Phoenix, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, on his own, We, for those who don't know, like, he does regularly wrestle in singles as well as wrestle in tag team with yep. his brother. Triple so, a. yeah, in AAA, he's been AAA champion. I think currently, uh, well, he lost to Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega has that title. Yep, uh, Kenny right. beat him for the title. So um, there's, there's that bit of, of stuff going on in the indie scene between those two guys but yeah Ray Phoenix as soon as this match started even though I was really excited to see uh, the two of them go against each other I'm like man Ray Phoenix better win this matchup because you know <laughs> he's just on another level I mean Nick Jackson is great but you know Ray Phoenix is that that dude you know he's legit singles superstar so let so, me ask you this so you didn't feel that you know even though the Young Bucks are a team you didn't feel that Nick Jackson you know, because they kind of been on this losing streak. You didn't feel like he needed a win? No. 
Not okay. at all. I thought that it would have been bad if, if Ray Phoenix would have lost this matchup. I did. I, I thought that because, again, Ray Phoenix is so legit, legit as a single star. And yeah. Nick Jackson, we know him as a tag team specialist. So just that alone, really, it's like, OK, you know, that should that tells me. All right. Nick Jackson has a reason why he would potentially lose this because he doesn't have his brother. Whereas Ray Phoenix is, is used to wrestling on his own already. He's been a champion on his own already. Nick Jackson hasn't wrestled singles in years. And so it's going to be a little bit tough. Um, whereas, yeah, as a team, I think it'd be nice um, to see the Young Bucks get a victory because they've they've been losing uh, quite a bit. But, um, you know, the Young Bucks, though, they're they're set, though, man. I mean, they're management. Right. So I, I get why they're losing. You know, they're trying to put over everybody else because they're already established. So it's it's, it's not terrible that it's not. They, I see that point. But, you know, for them, for the type of team, the type of caliber they are, yeah. they should look strong they should get some wins well okay i was gonna say because i feel like they have looked strong in their losses but to your point if you if you're saying the lack of wins you know is a thing that i I hear what you're saying there but the the good thing about the way they're losing is each match that they've had that they've lost they're damn near match of the year type candidate matches you know it's not like they're just getting squashed or anything like that so i feel like you know it's it's i'm okay with it i'm okay with them losing as long as they lose the way they've been losing which is still looking looking pretty strong in my opinion okay yeah but i I just feel like okay i I get it you know you make a point the young bucks you know they are a tag team and they're and they specialize in tag team and you know ray phoenix he is you know a single superstar so it does make sense storyline that he should beat Nick Jackson. But it would have been nice, you know, just because just on the match itself, because they had a phenomenal They did. It was a great. Five star match to, yeah. that even if Ray Phoenix would have lost, he would have lost strong. Mm-hmm. He yeah, he would like I, I guess because also this is the first time we're seeing Ray Phoenix wrestle singles in AEW. And again, we know the background that Ray Phoenix is you know, also a single superstar as well as a tag team superstar. I just felt like this was almost like a debut for him. You know, it's like a debut matchup. You know, like in wrestling, typically when a when a guy comes in with a lot of hype in their debut, they usually win that matchup. And this this borderline had that feel for me because, again, for the casual fans who have been watching AEW, you know, let's say like first time maybe you're seeing Ray Phoenix wrestle in a singles matchup, you want to establish that. You know, this is something that he does like this. This you may see more of this, whereas Nick Jackson, he again, it's been three years. So it might be another three years before he wrestles singles again. You know, like it's not it's not to me that big of a deal for him to lose singles. Now, tag team wise to to reestablish the Young Bucks as a strong tag team, you know, for them to get a win pretty soon. I think that's fine. You know, I, I get it. Um, but also too, like, you know, they've, I think they've done a great job in establishing some of these other tag teams as being, you know, legitimate as well. I mean, you know, private party, you know, they lost to them in that first round. I thought that was, that was the right move. That was the right call. That was fact. You know, you know, so things like that. I feel like 
it's good to, for them to to let private party, the Lucha Brothers, you know, Dark Order, some of these other teams, you know, start to establish themselves. And then, you know, we can have kind of a redemption story a little bit later on down the road, similar to what we got going on with Kenny Omega, you know, and, and even what's probably coming up for, for Cody Rhodes uh, later on down the road. So I, I, I'm, I'm OK with it. But I hear what you're saying, too, though. You know, I'm sure there's, there's going to be other people that feel the way you do about it as well, just to see, you know, the, the young bucks get some wins because it's it's been a while since we've seen them win. Yeah, it has, man. You know, because I'm like to the casual fan, if they're just coming hopping from WWE and looking at mm-hmm. this and they're giving a background story of, you know, commentaries is getting a background story of the Young Bucks and just being this superstar caliber team, tag team, they should, in the eyes of the casual fan, you know, get some wins. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But to your point, you know, since since the single competition, I guess he can afford to get a loss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I can see it both ways. You know, my, my opinion is just it's, it's okay because of singles. But, you know, I think eventually they will get those wins. It's just a matter of time. They're just trying to establish the entire division first, and then they can build themselves up later. But, you know, for right now, it's, uh, it's, they're in that mode of just trying to, like, build, it up, build up everybody else first. And, you yeah. know, I, well, I, that I, was the emphasis when they had that big promotion. Uh, when they was getting ready to start up the AEW company, and they said it wasn't, uh, Young Buck said it was going to have the best tag team division yep. in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so that means they're going to put guys over. So I can respect that. Same here, same here. So yeah, and and just to wrap it up, yeah, definitely Ray Phoenix. You know, he got the victory. Um, you know, it was a great matchup overall. A lot of high spots in the matchup, so really entertaining. Um, he won it on a spinning muscle buster, which was oh, you know, just man, a crazy move yeah. to see. Yeah, I haven't seen a muscle buster in a while. You know, Not since Samoa Joe, Joe, right? Yeah. He hasn't done it. You know, <laughs> he I don't teased think he's done it a couple it once. times, but yeah, in on WWE, the main roster, he teased it, but it, it just never happened. Never happened. Only in NXT. So yeah. yeah. So it was nice to see that. But, yeah, great match overall, man. I, I definitely give that a five-star for, for the matchup. Um, so, yeah, let, let's keep it moving, man. we got a great pace going. So here, um, next up, it was Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, I should say. We can put that respect on her name for getting that doctor. Yeah. Even the people was chanting, she's a dentist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's a dentist. I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so why don't you kick this one off, man? What, what did you think overall of this this uh, this matchup? And then just, I guess, more specifically, not even just the match, but like the, the ending. The, well, not even the, the ending, but just the, the women's what this match does to the women's division on a whole. Like, I guess, from a story perspective and, and from a from a bigger picture. You know, we've talked about the women's division on on AEW and saying, you know, it's yeah. got a lot of work to do to it catch does. up to what's it going does. on in WWE. And so this matchup, I'll just say briefly from from my side, you know, it, it's still it's still not there. And I'm still kind of comparing it, unfortunately, like I want to appreciate it for what it is on its own. But I can't help but think about, you know, the the Becky Lynch's and the uh, Rio yeah. Ripley's and, oh, you know, level. some the Io exactly. Shirai's, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, seeing this matchup, I was like, oh, man, it's just not there. And, you know, it was cool. Like, I thought they did an all right job, but I don't know. I just it just didn't get me. But what, what was your perspective on that? I thought it was a solid match. I thought the ending was just confusing. I'm like, man, Britt Baker should have went over because to me, she is the star and the one of the yep. foundations of getting this women's division on the right course for AEW. And I know Kenny Omega is basically in charge of the women's division. 
So I don't know if he has infatuation with the Japanese wrestlers mm-hmm. because uh, I forget her name. What's her name? Uh, the the champion? No, no, not not the champion. Oh, uh, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, because she went over. I'm like, huh, right. And I'm thinking, is it because of Kenny Omega? Because to me, I thought Ken, I thought Britt Baker should have went over. She should have got a win, not a loss. Yeah, it it was. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I agree with you. You know, I could see I could see her. I thought she was going to win the matchup, and I thought that that's kind of what we were leading to. That they were building they were building up Britt Baker to eventually you know get another title shot and eventually win and be that that leader of the women's division and the, and to try to again try to compete with what we're seeing from WWE. Um, so seeing her get this loss, it, it did kind of feel a little bit jarring and. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just again, if, if if this division leaves me wanting more, and this matchup kind of just—I don't want to say they took a step back necessarily with with this. I was going to say that I feel but, like they took a step back. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to kind of. I, I want to try to build them up, but seeing this, I'm like, ah, okay, we got to wait. You know, we're not there yet. We're we're it's like we're we're waiting for that thing to happen, that person to get it. Really, I think we're in agreement. You know, at Britt Baker, it makes a whole lot of sense yeah. for her to be champion and to be that 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 face for that for the for the women's division. You know, she's got the wrestling, she's got the charisma, the fans are behind her. It just they makes are. sense. You know, when it, it almost seems like that WWE thing where, you know, sometimes they just wait too long to put over the person that the fans are behind. Mm. And like I think AEW is kind of getting to that a little bit with the yeah. women's division right now. So so, you know, I mean, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, again, I think that there's there's some good for sure in what, what we're seeing. Like, I think the wrestling overall is solid. Um, it's just the the level of superstar, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. they don't have that, that, that superstar in the women's division. It seems like Britt Baker is getting there. Like, she can be that person. Yeah, because she's definitely on the precipice of being that superstar in the making yeah. for Britt Baker. Because I see it. She has the look. She has the charisma. Like you said, the fans are behind her, and I think the casual fans will gravitate towards her, too, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and so we'll we'll, we'll see where they go from here with that. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a Riho versus Karushida matchup that we're going to be getting. That was uh, the rematch soon. from uh, All Out, remember? Yep. Yeah, to see who was going to be – Face it because basically they faced one on one and then they had the casino battle royale to see yep. who's going to be the number one contender. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a rematch of that one, which that's another reason why you kind of look at it like we've seen this match before and Riho won. So, you know, for for Hikaru to get another matchup against her, and I, it's not like I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see that or I hope this happens, you know, yeah. like it's just kind of like, okay, all right, I guess they're, they're facing each other again, we'll see, you know, but. Yeah, you, you, the more I talk about it, the more I'm getting like you know disappointed that we didn't get Britt Baker, and I'm I, and I and I don't want to just like you know shit on it necessarily, but it, it just feels like ah, just just do it, just just have Britt Baker be that superstar for you. I don't think we're just shitting on it. It's just we we seen what women can do in wrestling. Period yeah, on the WWE yeah. spotlight. Like mm-hmm. if we haven't if we had nothing to compare it to. 
we probably won't be shitting on this because we have literally nothing to compare it to. Yeah. We probably be saying like, you know, WWE could take a step, take a step what AEW is doing, you know, putting women, giving women long matches or something like that. Because yeah. you never know, they could probably still be doing this three to five minute matches for the women's. Uh, but yeah, but no, man, just WWE is just man the way they build the women's uh, division is. Dude, it's just a, a monster, man. That's great. Yeah, yeah. like doing like for women's talk. wrestling. What like, I know what AEW's about, doing yeah. for tag team wrestling, essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Because I know we're talking about AEW, but for WWE, if man, if they didn't have a women's division, I feel like they would be in trouble mm. right now because yeah. they that CM Punk mentioned this. He said that is the strength of WWE right now is the women's division. I'm like, that is facts all the yeah, way. You can't argue it. You yeah. can't. Yeah, because I, I get excited about watching the women's matches. I get excited about the idea of seeing Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Like yes, they're building I'll mark it up out. and I just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. <laughs> that moment when you saw uh Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai face to face on NXT. Mm. It was like, whoa, like okay. Like yes. I was like, man, now I want to see them Sky Powers. Get again. <laughs> yeah, reunited. But then both of them with these new personas. Right. Like, man, that's character. cool. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, it's it's that's the couldn't be more right. About that, right now for WWE, Becky Lynch is the face of the company, not just the face of the women's division. She's the face of the company. You know, like it just goes to show you, like, like with WWE, that statement couldn't be more true right now. The women are the just the best thing going right now for WWE. It's, it's just true. Yeah, man, hundred percent facts. Yep. So yeah, so again, Hikaru Shida won the matchup. She beat Britt Baker. Uh, looks like we're going to get that rematch between Hikaru Shida versus Riho for the women's championship in AEW. So stay tuned for that. Um, there was this kind of interesting uh, promo video that they did for the Dark Order, which was um, I, I just loved it. Actually, I just wanted to bring. I did it too. Things. It was it was <laughs> weird and strange and very cultish, and it was just great. Yes. You know, like yes. Just this video comes. Well, actually, first go ahead and break it down, man. It it was this this dude, this you know bigger guy, he's overweight, you know, walking in the subway, and this other guy, a bully or whatever, bumps into him, knocks his glasses down, and then just like clockwork, another person walking right behind him steps on his glasses, and so they're both kind of laughing and and just like not giving giving zero f's about what they had just done, and kind of proud of what they did, and so they walk off, and the the over the overweight guys kind of looking all sad and you feel bad for him and i'm just like yeah. man that was unnecessary these jerks like you know i was i was pissed off for the guy so he picks up his glasses goes in the train he's sitting there looking all sad and sorry and i'm just like oh man <laughs> and then Try to you use know his glasses to look at the TV. well so so then you know in front of him this video starts playing and i'm like wow this subway is spending all this money to put a monitor in a train like <laughs> we don't have those in chicago where where is this at yeah, you know, that's so not on the red line exactly no you will not see that <laughs> On any line in Chicago, right. no. alone the red line, no blue, no brown nope. line, nope. nope, none of them, none of them. So yeah, I got this nice little maybe I don't know 40, 42 inch <laughs> screen or whatever on the on the on the line there that he's riding, and you know the guy is almost like he's directly talking to this dude, saying you know like you down on your luck and you know just just uh, stop being a loser basically and and be a part of something. And so it's basically a recruitment video for the Dark Order. And they show all these people in life, you know, just like, 
kind of, again, similar situations. They're down on their luck, but then they show them kind of banding together and in unison, kind of like standing up and, you know, being in business, being in, you know, in in different walks of life or whatever. But then these little flickers would happen, too, and you would see like the, the, what are they called again? The minion mask? What what is it? The creepers. The creepers mask. Mm -hmm. So the creepers mask would kind of like CGI onto their heads and then flash away. And, uh, yeah, it's just this dude just saying, hey, yeah, like, you know, quit being a loser be a part of something join the dark order it's just like this cult recruitment video but then it almost had that the more you know star kind of going through the dark (laughs) order uh uh, word and i'm like what man this is this is creepy but again it was just so entertaining i'm like yeah i want more of these like i want to see another like uh set of these like commercials like float through AEW every once in a while just um keep continuing to hype up the dark order um and the way they tied it in too because uh then commentary was like wow so now we see the dark order's aim like they're trying to target people who maybe are on losing streaks down on their luck you know the the little guy standing up for the little guy exactly exactly so we may see them you know like a person loses a match you know, you may get uh, one of the one of the, the members of the Dark Order coming to try to recruit that guy. You know, I mean, we saw it happen recently, you know, with uh, with what was it? The uh, Express. Uh, what's their name? Jurassic uh, Express. Jurassic Express. Yeah. You know, we saw it happen there. Marco, yeah, Marco Stunt. Stunt. You know, they reached yeah. out. They were like, hey, man, put this on. And, you know, they had to. They, they, it didn't happen. But, um, you know, it just it was it was it's cool to see uh, Dark Order get put put over in that way. And to to start building a storyline for them and, and going forward now to be something to look look out for and say, oh, this guy just lost. Is he going to get an offer to join the Dark Order? You know, is he going to get the Creeper mask? And I don't know. I just I just had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, that was just that's, that's what I took from it. Yeah, man. With, with me, I, I took the same thing. Like they standing up for the little guy, you know, like, I, you know, you got the heavy set guy just down on his luck glasses get broken and I, I thought it was hilarious when he was in the subway and he's trying to use those blo- broken glasses to look at the tv to look at this infomercial <laughs> what was going on and uh whoever that guy was was perfect yeah yeah man you know you the spokesman uh doing the whole commercial i loved it man the production the, the production level was was awesome i'm glad the AEW took a step up on their promos like this now yeah, it it almost almost looked like uh, the member of Dark Order Grayson with hair. It, it kind of looked like him, and I'm like, <laughs> did he just wear it? Yeah, it looked like him a little bit. You know, I'm looking and at first glance. I was like, did he just put on like a toupee? And like they're trying to say like this is his alter ego or something, or this is him in real life. And then when he's wrestling, you know, he's put. I mean, that hair was it, it was real. At least it looked real. If that's a toupee, man, that that's amazing. But, hell yeah, uh, hell yeah. Because you, know? you know, Stu Grayson is bald. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I'm just but it, but the, again, the cast it was cool because it kind of it kind of looked like him. It kind of looked like him, like just the facial structure. I was like, wow, this is cool. So anyway, I thought it was entertaining, man. Great, they they're doing such a great job with their video work. Just you know, their their little mini um, promos and movie type type filming and uh, the cinematography is on point. The direction is on point. Um, I just think they're doing a great job with stuff like that, man. And just adding a little, and I don't know, I found it a little bit humorous too. And I think they're doing a good job just with subtle humor and things like this. So um, yeah, it was great, man. Highly entertaining. Now, let me ask you this, man. Why uh-huh. do you think people are shitting on dark order? 
Mm-hmm. People really? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen like people uh, like some mm-hmm. people are just not feeling Dark Order on, on their wrestling or even that promo, man. Because I, I was looking on Twitter. It was a lot of people who was not feeling that uh, promo. Really? Yeah. They thought it was just trash, garbage. Wow. Like, they were saying this is the reason why like AEW would never. Uh, I'm trying to remember that comment I saw. But somebody said this is the reason why the AEW never get past WWE or something like that. I mean, I think, look, a lot of people probably, and myself included, were really confused with the whole uh, Firefly Funhouse and thought that was goofy and weird. You know, and you you from the beginning, you said that you enjoyed it and you kind of saw where they were going. But I was like, what the hell are they doing to Bray Wyatt? Uh, yeah. like, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then just eventually I was like, well, but it's Bray Wyatt, so I'm going to give it a chance. <laughs> sure enough, it was great. It you was. Know? So I think the same thing with something like this, you know, like it's a little bit weird and out there for sure but you know sometimes you, you got to do something a little bit out of the box to get people's attention yeah man and, give it a chance you know, and, it, yeah, and it seemed like in it in it i think it served a purpose it got a reaction right well and it fits it fits dark order style too like with for me with bray it was so different from what bray was before that it was just and it was just so jarring that i'm like oh man this is this i hope they're not going to turn bray into mr rogers because that would be terrible as that was my feeling because it was so different with dark order they they're a cult and they did a cult video it just fits them perfectly exactly you know? man. so i think the people that didn't like this probably again just don't like dark order completely which you know it is what it is that's fine um so yeah i didn't see any of that on i guess i'm not on on twitter really so i'm not really seeing seeing that that hate for dark order but hearing about it i'm just like wow i'm i'm a little bit surprised by that um, and I think to your point earlier about uh, the Young Bucks and them winning, I feel like Dark Order needs that as well. I feel like Dark Order needs to. They won their last matchup, I think. They on did. Dynamite. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think more of that needs to happen. I think they need to win more. And I think because to me, when they wrestle, they're such a unique and weird team, but mm-hmm. they're very talented and they, they've got some, a, a nice move set. You know, I love the video game references with some of their stuff, the fatality, you know, reference with mortal Kombat. Um, you know, I just, I think that, um, there's potential for sure with this team, you know, but they, but they're a team that really does need that legitimacy, those wins to, to build them up so that people take them seriously. Um, and I think they need to go against high profile teams and really, you know, get those wins. I think a win over the Young Bucks, I think, would be huge for them. Like, oh, you know, yeah. honestly, I can see that pissing off a lot of people and I would love it. I would love it. I think that's what is needed. And then they'll get that real heat. You know, yes. like they yes. need that heat. Yes. So if go, they get their reaction. If they, yeah. if they beat the Young Bucks, I'll be. I'll be on Twitter just observing, just like, yep, <laughs> yep. I, see, I knew, this is what this is what I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let <laughs> it happen. Right, just, I feed want. It, just feed into it. Feed into it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, take a team like like who was who was the team that they they beat? Was it was it Private Party? Dark Order. Yeah. I'm trying to no, remember who they beat. Or was it Best Friends? Talking about last week. Yeah. Or in the tournament. No, no, not in the, they didn't beat anybody in the tournament. They lost in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week it was Jurassic. I thought it was Jurassic Express. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. It was yeah, Jurassic Express. Yeah. So okay, so because I'm just trying to think of like okay, so I think that's the only team we've seen them beat in AEW or on AEW television. You know, we've seen them in their pay per views, win matches, but 
on Dynamite. I think that's the only match that they won. So let's say they beat Private Party or they beat, um, you know, gosh, the Lucha Brothers, right? Yeah. Like, I think that one would really oh, piss man, people off. Lucha you know? Brothers, yeah. Woo. You know what I'm saying? But How would you feel if they beat the Lucha? Because I know how you feel about the Lucha Bros. Oh, that, that's that right now, that's my favorite tag team, period. And I'm telling you. I would actually be okay with it because, especially with what you just told me, yeah, I think they need that heat. Yeah, so <laughs> let them beat everybody. Let them be people's favorite favorite tag team so that they can get that real heat, and then that that'll just put them over. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, because uh, I, I was just like I said before, man. I was just enjoying that because I think me and you agree that we we enjoy Dark Order. Yes, yes. They're I think they're great. It's they're just weird. And creepy, and you know what? It's just it's, but it's it's like they have that feel. Like I don't know. I'm I'm genuinely like disturbed when I see the creepers build that like throne for for uh, what's his name, evil uh, evil no to sit on, and you know they're like all just kind of crawling around. Like yeah, I'm man. disturbed when I see it, but it's it's like. Wow, you know, I can't. It's like, it's like a car wreck. You just can't stop looking at it. You can't stop watching yep. it. So I think slow down to see what's going on. What is happening? What what is this? You know, and so I think that's interesting. And then in the ring too, I think they are talented. I think both of them, you know, are, are very talented. And you know, I just I want to see more of them, but I want to see them win so that they can be taken seriously. Hell yeah, man! Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, oh, man, I, the, the the Twitter beef. I'm gonna have to check this out and see it. I'm gonna, yeah, man. Well, you know, since I, I mostly handle our, just to let our li- listeners know, I mostly handle our Twitter page. So if you want to holler at us, ho- holler at us at the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast on Twitter. Man, people are gonna be like, man, I can't believe you guys like you've ordered. I'm like, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man, we can, I like we can it. Talk so about what? It. Right. Yeah, we can Let's talk debate. about it. Have Let's a discussion. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, we can have a debate. Yep. <laughs> no, we stay ready for debates. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Let's let's keep moving through this. So we had this dynamite dozen battle royal happen, um, which I'm still kind of confused as to what the point of this really was. I mean, they were talking about giving out a, a, a diamond, like, like a diamond, ring, diamond I, ring. Okay. So. <laughs> What? You know, like, <laughs> just make it for, like, the number one contendership for, you know, the, the AEW World Championship. Or maybe you have a mid-card belt now that you're going to have, and whoever wins this is going to be that champion or something. But Diamond Ring, yeah, we got the know. medals that the tag teams, yeah. the, the the number two and number three tag teams have. It's like, what are we doing? Like, I don't know. It just, it it, irked, it, it reeked a little bit of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, like, hey, let's just do something extra and have a trophy here or best in, best tag team in the world at yeah. Saudi Arabia, you know? Like, yep. I don't know. It's just, it just seemed a little bit weird to me. They, but they might actually use it uh, for, uh, I believe, for MJF. So if he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I'm anticipating too. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, that this is his vehicle to to, you know, take that next step towards that championship opportunity, you know, at least a, a matchup against Cody. And then, you know, eventually in the future, you know, he can, add, you know, use that as, as kudos to say, hey, I deserve, you know, more. I deserve a championship matchup, whether it be Jericho, whoever's champion at that time. Um, 
you know, so I, I definitely see that. But yeah, MJF and Adam Hangman Page, uh, they, they were the last two. Basically, the way it was set up is whoever the last two guys were left standing in the ring, they would be the, the two that would face off against each other next week in a singles matchup to get this diamond ring. Yep, and so in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, that, that, we got so much going on in Chicago, man. Dude, it's going to be a wild couple of weeks, yeah. In the yeah. same week, next week, in the same week, we will have WWE, so Monday Night Raw would be in the, in the same week as AEW. Yep. It's crazy, man. And then a week later, I think Champagne, the AEW is going to be in Champagne, yep. so they're still going to stay. Uh, which in I'm state. looking to take a road trip down. There's only what about an hour and a half away from me, about ninety minutes, okay. which is not too bad. Nice, nice. Yeah, that that is tricky for me with with work and everything. But yeah, that's going to be crazy just in general. Like the fact that they're here, you know, I, I'm grateful to to both companies for you know making chicago kind of a hotbed for wrestling and and uh bringing this to the fans so yeah man more of it please keep coming back hell yeah man so when it comes to wrestling man chicago is definitely one of the cities to uh show your skill show your showcase absolutely absolutely so yeah um i guess the only other things really to talk about with this dynamite battle royal uh, that they had was billy gunn was there so oh, that yeah. was kind of cool that dude you is know, in phenomenal shape yeah he's there was this one move he, he took a clothesline and he sold the hell out of it man like man. it was hangman pages uh, uh, uh finisher and he he like flipped around like a cruiserweight does when they're when they get uh like turned inside out by the clothesline i was like wow like billy still got it okay all right so yeah, man, shout out to him for for being a part of it and just helping to to put people over, especially MJF. Like MJF and him had a couple interactions that, you know, were were highlights of the the matchup overall. Um so yeah, it was it was it was fun, but I just I, I feel like for me, you know, the the comparisons to again, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and the the best in the world uh, uh tournaments and stuff like that. It just felt like that a little bit but to your point you know if if they're using this as a vehicle for mjf to take that next step i get it i understand um you know i just i i would rather you know see like him get a a, a new belt that they would introduce or something like that and actually have a championship and be called a champion versus getting a diamond ring as the as the trophy so yeah that's that's what i thought too like maybe it was going to be intro to a new belt yeah. Uh but you know for a ring but also my one of my highlights will be uh man Cassidy Orange that dude or I'm sorry Orange Cassidy Orange Cassidy Yeah, yeah. that dude man I love his nonchalant mannerisms how how he was just in there just chilling for I guess the first 10 minutes watching everybody he didn't, he didn't interact with no one and at one time he was sitting down at the ring watching yep. Billy Gunn just go nuts and then yeah. he finally stood up. I guess when Billy Gunn just took everybody out, finally stood up, getting ready for his super strong kicks in <laughs> the crowd going <laughs> crazy. They were like, oh, oh. And one of the fans was, uh, uh, he, he was like wearing, wearing a white shirt. And I'm watching him right now, man. He mm-hmm. was just like in awe when, when uh, Orange Cassie was doing his kicks, man. So it was just hilarious, man. Yeah, that that guy is um he's over. He is he is so over and he's he's entertaining and he does so little, but yeah. he he just goes to show you that, you know, just with the right 
combination of charisma and, and, and timing, you know, it just you can you can really captivate the fans with the with the slightest thing. So, yeah, man, just just it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's genius. And, and you know, I, I look forward every time I see him. I'm like, oh, man, here yeah, we go. Like, right. <laughs> like last week we had yeah. that big brawl against uh, Santana Ortiz, Young Bucks, and they're going near a bathroom. And they, they opened it. I guess they get slammed into one of the bathroom doors and Orange Cassidy just in there chilling. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that now. Yeah. yeah. And then and there was a promo. I think I sent it to you. Uh, it was uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends, Chad and uh, – no, it's not Chad. Uh, it was Trent. And basically they were just – Trent wanted to find out. He was like, man, why was you in the bathroom, man? And he was like, and, uh, he was like what are you talking about? He was just in there chilling. And – Orange Cassidy was like, yeah. He was like, see? Well, I tell you, man, waste of time. And they all, and so so the best friends, they leave. So they both go like their separate ways. Uh, and then <laughs> what was hilarious about Orange Cassidy, the way he left, because he's sitting down in an empty arena where all the chairs are all set up. So he could have easily exit out one of the aisles, but he got to do it in the Orange Cassidy way. So he's literally climbing, going on every, going up every chair so he can get out. I was like, oh my God. what the hell is he doing? And I'm just in tears. I'm like, oh, I got to send this to Hafiz. <laughs> <laughs> He's great, man. He's great. Just, just again, just pure entertainment and just so subtle with this and the timing and everything. He's got it. He's got, he's got it. He's got it. So, yeah, I'm waiting for the day where he just completely explodes. Like, like and I don't know if that's because because I'm not familiar with him prior to AEW, so I'm curious if there's ever moments where he just really does go go out there. I know there was one time I think in AEW where he did do a dive through the ropes with his hand still in his pocket, so I've seen that before. But just like you know, to just break not break character, but to let loose. Like, what does that look like with with Orange Cass? Or see him with pissed him? off. Yeah, right, yeah, I'm right. curious. Like, or what does it even take to make that happen? <laughs> right. You know, like, what's wonder, cause you're just really... so cool all the time, like, even yeah. heel. Like, <laughs> just to see him lose it, like, man, you must have really messed up, you know, because he doesn't get crazy for anybody. Yeah, man, that's what um, I think about so yeah, you. yeah, man, just, just you. Great job. Uh, you're, so you're like one of the coolest dudes that I know. All right, so let's keep moving and through this. Um, here's, right, and I think, and I think, uh, yeah, even, what was this guy's name? Uh, at the store, he was pissing everybody off, and somebody told me, "Yeah, he even pissed off Hafiz." I'm like, "What, Hafiz?" Like, oh, oh man, I don't even remember who that was, but yeah, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Generally, it, it it takes so with me, you know, that gets to to the listeners. It just takes a lot for someone to to rake my nerves too, <laughs> like similar to Cassidy. <laughs> so we have that in common, definitely. But he even more so than than me, because, you know, it, it's it's you're jerky. I'm it's it's I'm probably going to let you have it. But, yeah, this dude, man, like he is just so cool and calm no matter what yes. that to that the day that someone really does get him. I'm curious what it'll be, because I hope it's just something like ridiculous. And they're like, all right. So anyway, man, entertaining dude, man, entertaining dude. Most definitely, man. 
All right, let's let's just keep it moving here. Um, so we had a Chris Jericho segment. Uh, well, actually, why don't why don't you go through this one for us to to summarize what Chris Jericho did here? It was pretty funny, right? So Chris Jericho is getting ready to make some big announcement, but before then, he's backstage, you know, with the big hurt, uh, Jake Hager, and he's just you know going backstage, just talking about whatever he sees in front of him. And I think he he goes to Peter Avalon and he's like, what are you reading? Some dinosaur book or whatever. And, and he just making cracking some jokes. And I'm like, and then he continues to move on. And then uh, he look at Marco's stunt. He was like, hey, who let this kid in with no shirt on? <laughs> and, and i'm like what he's like and uh marco said i'm not a kid i'm 23 he was like yeah right when's your birthday and he said his birthday something 1996 he was like yeah that i thought so that makes you third and he stopped he's like oh 23 right <laughs> and, and it was still funny because he continued to still call him a kid i was like oh my god man i wish my only gripe about this that I wish that we would have saw this on on TV and not you had to catch it online or something like that because this was during a commercial. So I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my god! I wonder was I was just wondering what he was saying, what was going on. I could tell it was hilarious. And then I was lucky, luckily to find that video. I'm like, it got to be something out there. Like they just couldn't have that, you know, during commercial and and just not have an exclusive video of that. So I looked online, finally found it and i sent it to you yeah yeah it was it was pretty hilarious and that, that photo shoot he walked through and he saw him and i think the guy that was next to him he's like is this your kid like not my kid i think your kid walking walk around with no t-shirt like dude that's not my kid i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> just like like dude this is this is gold man this is great yeah man um, chris, chris jericho's the best man he is. He is. He's just. He's just. And the perfect person, really, to be. You know, there, the Le Champion, the the leader of of uh, the the AEW locker room and brand, and and just face of the company right now. I mean, we've talked about Cody Rhodes being the face of the company, right. and I think definitely, you know, he shares in that too, and being the heart and soul and everything. But you know, Jericho is is just he's he's putting in work, man, and he's so entertaining, so charismatic yes. that it, it's just and he's perfect for them right now. Um, yeah, and in the ring too. So he was supposed to be de- uh, delivering this apology to AEW and, and the fans for not acting like a champion the previous week when he was destroying the set after taking his first loss to Scorpio Sky. And you know he keeps trying to say this apology and he keeps like <laughs> stuttering and you know stammering. He just couldn't get the apology. And finally, he he turns to J.K. <laughs> Jake Hager and you know he, he puts the mic in front of him like he's like, what am I trying to say? He's like. He's sorry. So Jake Hager <laughs> says he's sorry. And then it becomes a thing where every time Jericho's about to say the word sorry, he puts the mic in front of Jake Hager's oh mouth God. in order for him to say sorry yes. for him. So, you know, it was that that was entertaining. And again, just I like the way that they're integrating humor. Um, I think in the wrong hands, it could have came off real goofy. And I think some people may have even seen this as being somewhat goofy. But I think Chris Jericho and the way that he does it, it just it it, it was just right. You know, just on that border of being mm-hmm. a little bit too much. But, you know, with him, he just has that timing to make it work. He does, man. He de- definitely have comedic timing. That's one of the uh, points that I like about Chris Jericho, man. Like he knows how to entertain a crowd, and the way he did it 
was just so hilarious, man. Like, he couldn't say the word sorry. He kind of stuttered. And he finally gives Jake Hager big hurt the mic. He says, he says he's sorry. And I was like, oh, my God. He finally speaks. So the crowd was just, like, all, yep. all in now. So I thought that was a great way, man. One, one thing I do appreciate, too, on a, as a side is he kept a straight face. You could kind of tell he wanted to laugh a couple times oh, because yeah. it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. He did crack but, like a, a, a smirk, like, though. Like a, like a small smirk. Or, yeah. kind of yeah. see it, you know, <laughs> but he tried. He really tried. It was like one of those things like in SNL whenever they're doing a skit and someone, you know, almost breaks character, you know, and they start laughing or whatever. Like he it was subtle. You know, but you could see underneath the the the, the stone face that he had. It's like, oh man, this is I, I gotta keep myself from busting laughing because I'm really trying to you know have this straight face. But here we go, and you know, it's Chris Jericho, and he's telling me to say sorry, and you know it's just this hilarious situation. So yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty funny. Hell yeah, man! And you know what? He and he's still being a great heel too because he got the crowd to boo him. You know, yeah, he's he talking did. about uh, Indianapolis, and, you know, he's like, I'm not going to have my celebration here. I'm going to no. have it in Chicago. I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> they have two baseball teams and a hockey team, man. So <laughs> I'm definitely doing it over and there. And I said, you know what? That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that was bad. Man. So, yeah, great segment overall. Um, gosh, how did this segment end? Oh, it was um, SCU. Uh, SCU came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, SCU came out. And so this is the only part that I felt like was maybe a little bit forced. But again, because it's Jericho, it's like I accept it. They basically, quote unquote, tricked Jericho um, into yeah. putting his title on the line. Um, you know, because you, you get Kazarian and Christopher Daniels saying like, Oh, but you definitely uh, shouldn't put the title on the line because, you know, it just wouldn't be right to put the title on the line. And Scorpio Sky is like, yeah, you know, I, I definitely don't you know deserve a title shot yet. And then Chris Jericho's like, what? What, you saying you couldn't handle me in a title match? What, you you, you, you saying you, you, you don't want a title match? Is that what you're saying? You don't want a title match? Well, guess what? Guess what? You're getting a title match. And I'm like, ah, it, 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 again, because it's Jericho, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But, man, I'm like. In a way, I was like, "Really? Uh, you, you, I threw, pushing I think it." Chris Jericho made it work because I, I, I thought this was funny. I'm like, I get it. Well, you can see it coming yeah. too, and you I was can. Just like, "You can mm. Like, just, just, and, and, like, they already said they were going to have a match. So, you know, in the beginning, they also kind of made it seem like they were tricking him into giving him a match, which I'm like, we already said the match. The, but the part about the title shot wasn't there already. So, you know, that I, I got it. But again, it just felt a little bit goofy, just the way they were going going about making that happen. But fine, again, it's Jericho. You could get away with almost anything with Chris Jericho, so it was fine. Yeah, man. What do you think about Scorpio Sky's, uh, you know, rebuttals towards, or just playing off of Chris Jericho? I thought he did a good job overall. I mean, there was the whole thing about. Um, he's, he's, you know, his social media is blowing up, you know, people hitting him up, you know, even this girl, Melanie, who was high school crush, you know, he was like, yeah, like she hit me up and now we're going on a date. And he's like, everyone's like, yeah. And people chatted, Melanie, Melanie. (laughs) And then Chris Jericho's like, yeah, I've seen Melanie. She's kind of fat. So it's not really a big deal. And then Scorpio's guy's like, hey, I like big butts and I cannot lie. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. 
So it was cool. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he he definitely like was not afraid of the moment. You know, he's in there with Chris Jericho, like spotlights on yeah, him. He looked so comfortable in, the in there, man. He did. He did. He looked comfortable in there. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, I, I I feel like he's he's the saving grace for SCU. Oh, you yes. know, like SCU overall. Yes. I'm not a fan of SCU. I, I know that. You know, but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not at all. But Scorpio Sky, you know, he's been the MVP for them for sure. Um, he's been great in the ring. And yeah, just like his his mic work too, man, has been really strong. So yeah, I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing from him. I really am. Yeah, me too, man. I was I was interested to see what he was going to do when he first came out, how he was going to talk. And it was just all strong, man. He he had a strong cadence. He didn't stumble over his words. He knew how to rebuttal against Chris Jericho, even if even if it was ad lib or just off the I fly. I think it was ad lib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even I, I guess when Mel- uh, I guess when Chris Jericho did that Melanie Griffith joke, or not Melanie Griffith, mm-hmm. but just say Melanie hates you gain weight, and he 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 rebutted like, "Hey, I like big butts." <laughs> yeah. I lied. I was like, "Okay, I like yeah. that. I like that." So I thought that was cool, man. So uh, big ups, big uh, big ups to uh, Scorpio Sky, man. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, next week we're going to see that matchup for the AEW world title, Chris Jericho versus Scorpio Sky. Um, I'm assuming Scorpio Sky is going to lose, but he's going to lose looking strong because that's just, you know, what they do in AEW. You know, they're going to have a, a great matchup overall. So I'm no doubt there. Yeah. Um, and I, Scorpio Sky is going to have a great showing, but to, to win that matchup, I feel like would be really shocking. I, I would be stunned legit if, if that happened. Um, but yeah, man, I think I definitely think we're going to see a great match and it'll be entertaining. Yeah, man, same here. I, I you know, I already know that Chris Jericho is going to win. Most likely he'll win by heel tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jake Hager is going to get involved. I probably bet my whole commission check on that, that he'll get involved and help uh, out Chris Jericho get the dub. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where where uh, this all goes next week. Again, we both kind of are on the side, though, that Chris Jericho is going to retain. We'll see how they do it next week. But let's uh, keep moving through this. Um, uh, well, okay, so actually, I guess just to briefly say this. So there was kind of a, a back and forth with um, Jurassic Express showing up towards the end of this, too. And I'm trying to remember. So the the inner circle got into it with SCU a little bit. Yep. And then um, let's see what happened. I guess the one by one members of the Jurassic Express came out. Last it was Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus was in the ring with Jake Hager. Yes. They had kind of a face-to-face. And Jake Hager backed down. He just kind of, like, left the ring. But, you know, kind of smooth and 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 still kind of looking at them like all right in the future not now not tonight not tonight but it'll happen yeah they they Uh, teased it which it was a good tease i was like ooh, that's a nice face off right there yeah so i like that i did like that um there was something else that happened i'm trying to remember oh um oh gosh what's his name why am i forgetting this man's name um the dude in the inner circle the the spanish god what's his what's his oh uh sammy Guevara. Yeah, didn't he? He he showed up in this too. Yeah, I thought he showed it was up trying to uh, trying to do a selfie while he, he beat someone's ass. He was vlogging the whole yeah. time. I thought that was pretty funny. He just would not put the phone down. He would, and he's sitting here. He's like 
you know, whooping people's asses and just like stomping on people. But he's, he remained vigilant on, on vlogging and recording everything with his phone. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And then I think um, Dustin came and, and started getting on, just started stumping on Sammy Guevara and then took his phone and started vlogging of him. Vlogging of <laughs> him, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. So I like that. I, did, I didn't want to fail to, to mention that. So that happened. Um, and then, yeah, um, Luchasaurus just squashed Peter Avalon. So that kind of paid off why Peter Avalon was looking at the dinosaur books, because I was kind of questioning that, too. Like, why is he looking at dinosaur books? I get the, the librarian gimmick, but, you know, why, why the dinosaur yeah. books? But he had a match with Luchasaurus, yep. so he's doing research. So it, it makes sense. Okay. So, but then, yeah, he got destroyed. It was, it yeah, was really it, quick. It was a squash match. Yeah, just purely squash. So uh, we won't really even talk about that much. But it was nice to see Luchasaurus in the ring. It was. It was. Most definitely. Because Luchasaurus, man, he has a great look. I love that mask with the whole green paint on his mouth and ears. Uh, It it really looks different. Yeah. Yeah. So just can't wait to see more of of him in the ring with the the rest of the Jurassic Express. Um, It's uh, moving forward, though, speaking of tag team wrestling, Private Party and Santana and Ortiz had a matchup, um, which this is kind of where we were both alluding to, like there is a little bit of a snafu, if you will. Um, there was a, a pinfall attempt uh, done. Private uh, Private Party had the, the pin attempt going on. I think it was Ortiz and Santana was on the outside. And I guess what was supposed to happen was Santana was supposed to have messed with the referee or like, like pulled, pulled the leg of the ref. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah. And it was blatant that it didn't happen. And the ref just stopped counting three. Yeah. So and even I was watching him like, wait, what what is going on? So it was it was a botch for sure. It, 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 uh, it was a big botch because it messed with the flow of the match. Like yeah, it, it, it totally it totally changed the, the flow. Like it took me out of it, actually. And I couldn't really get back in it. Like once I saw it, I'm like, it, it was just so confusing. And, and you saw that glaring botch. I was like, man, I'm it, I, I pretty much it just pretty much took me out of it, man. Because I was thinking like, all right, if if Santana and Ortiz are supposed to lose in the first place, then I, I believe uh, just just count just count the three. Then make a make yeah. it a shoot count. All right, yeah. and then explain it backstage. Like, hey. You know, Ortiz, you was supposed to, you was supposed to, or not Ortiz, you wasn't supposed to kick out Santana. Santana. You was supposed to grab my leg. You know what I'm saying? You know, and just move on. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunate. I mean, it didn't take me completely out of it. I I was, I was, I was disappointed when I saw it. But, you know, it's one of those things that happens in wrestling where, you know, it's just like we, we do see botches and the, the show must go on. So they continued on. And it was it was what it was. I mean, but I, I don't blame you for just kind of losing interest after that, because a, me- a mistake like that is so glaring. Yeah. That, you know, it, it's hard to suspend your belief after that. Yeah. Suspend your belief after that. So and, I don't blame and you And then this is the second time that happened, too. Like it was, this is it. Even though it's not the same ref, this is a different ref. It was another ref, I believe. He had like a bald head or whatever, mm-hmm. and and he, I believe, he counted a two. Then he stopped, and everybody started. And then he just everybody looked. I'd like the crowd looked at him, and they and they just started booing him. I'm like, oh my oh, god, he he just botched the he just botched the count. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I'm trying to remember what match was that, or was that was that during the full? No, that wasn't a full year. I don't remember anything like that at Full Gear. It might have yeah, been it, a Dynamite. No, yeah, yeah, it might have been Dynamite. I think it was Dynamite because we would have talked about it if it was Full Gear. Yeah. Yep. 
man. But it was so, recently though. That I do remember. Yeah, they they well, you know, hopefully they they tighten this up a little bit because it's still early on in in their you know their their lifespan or whatever for AEW overall. Like they're still kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I want to make the excuse like oh it's it's they're they're new at this quote unquote. But I ain't making news. They've been around for yeah. a while, you know. So no excuse. It's just on yeah. television yeah. they yeah. haven't been doing this for a while. But all everyone involved has a lot of experience. So I don't know. It's just it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate this happened, especially when you're on television now. You're on TNT. Yeah. It just it's so blatant. Like that's that's bad. It's but, crazy um, that I'm about to say this, but I think AEW should learn, you know, on on proper ref counts from WWE because I believe they do shoot counts because there's been times then that some wrestlers that wasn't supposed to win, uh, hell, even last year Survivor Series, new, uh, not New Day, it was they they got eliminated, but who was it? The Usos, mm-hmm. they was actually supposed to lose. That that was the uh but the ref, he counted the three count. Mm. Yeah. And uh they went over. That's why, you know, you got that whole story that, you know, they said uh swept. Yep, they swept. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I did, I actually didn't know that that was the case that that was supposed to happen, you know. And 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 to to your point, like yeah, I think that should happen where if if they mess up, if they botch that, you just kind of got to go with it because if you don't, it you just risk the integrity of the whole thing, and yep. you know it just ends up just looking goofy as hell. So yeah, it does. I, I, it I, does. But I mean, now I will say this: that you know the the best referee in in the company in AEW, Aubrey, she hasn't had an issue like uh-huh. that yet. So that kind of just another another feather in her cap in AEW as to, as to why she's considered to me and to to both of us really the best they got in terms of refereeing. Yes. She's she's one of the best period in wrestling. Yep. So. I just in wrestling period, man. Yeah, to yeah. your point. I, I think she's just top notch cuz she's just definitely on her P's and Q's and and how she interact with the wrestlers too. Like, you know, she'll get in their faces if she needs to and you know, and she'll get down to business when she needs to as well and call a fair match down the line. Yes, she will. So, yeah, so Private Party ended up going over in this matchup. They beat Santana and Ortiz. Um, you know, I actually was a little bit surprised by the fact that they won this matchup because, again, it seemed like they were building up Santana and Ortiz and they'd been on kind of this winning streak and they're just a dominant team. And Private Party, they're, they're two young guys. Like, you know, a loss here would have been totally fine for them. Yep. Um, they had been getting put over. So I just thought it was a little bit weird that, that it, they would get this win here. Um, like, and I don't know where they're going with this in terms of a storyline because Santana and Ortiz, you know, with the inner circle, they, they've had more of more issues with the elite than, you know, with private party, like private party was just kind of happened to step in to this whole issue that, you know, was going on between the young bucks and, and, and yeah, uh, it was just Santana there. Ortiz. they were just there. So for them to win kind of confuses the story a little bit. Cause now it, it, it to me, it feels like, okay, now Santa, Tenor Ortiz have a problem with private party now, but they also have a problem with the Young Bucks still. So what's going on? Unless there, there's, you know, maybe an injury that's that's going to keep them away from the Young Bucks, you know, for a while. But, you know, it just seems weird that private party would get this win and kind of switch the storyline just, just, just like that. Yeah, man, same here. I was a bit of confused on my end as well because, like you said, Santana Ortiz, they was built looking strong, like, 
they was wasn't going to take an L for a while, but I was surprised that Private Party got the dub over them. Like it was, I had a bit of a mouth drop. Like ah, okay. Even though I was taken out a minute, but I was still like that was still su- surprising. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe they they lost. I'm like huh, yeah, all right. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. A little bit weird. I mean, and I'm, I'm rooting for Private Party. I really like them as a tag team overall. But yeah, it just felt like. You know, Santana Ortiz, they're on a roll, like continue building that momentum, you know, have them, you know, beat the Young Bucks you know, in, a, in another one on one matchup if you want to go there. Um, and to me, the two top tag teams right now for AEW, it's Santana and Ortiz and it's the Lucha Brothers. So put them on a collision course with each other, have them wrestle like, you know, I just I would love to see that matchup for the AEW uh, titles. Just 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 make that happen. But, you know, both of those teams are kind of being looked a little bit weird in my opinion um but still strong uh, as well so it, it wouldn't take much to to overcome this and, and get back on the right track i think the commentating team like tony Schiavone and excalibur excalibur and uh mm-hmm. jim ross they were talking about the rankings uh when when private party got the got the win so maybe they're using the rankings uh to I don't know for this story or something like that. And, and, and by the way, they did say they they update they update their rankings every Friday. So I gotta take a look at that. I was gonna say because I do have them in front of me. Okay, they put them up on Twitter. So that's that's the main place where they. I finally figured that out. The the websites I guess are pulling it from their Twitters, but they only do a top five on Twitter as well. So I don't know where they they're getting the rest of that from. But um, for tag teams right now, the Lucha Brothers are still first. Then it's the Young Bucks, which I thought was kind of weird because Young Bucks have not been winning much like we both talked about. And then uh, Private Party now is is third, and Proud and Powerful is fourth. That makes no sense. Right. And I I swear on the telecast they said prior to this, Proud and Powerful, I think, were second. Yeah. And they dropped down to fourth. So, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to have to probably have another episode to the... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. to decipher uh, about these uh, ranking systems because that is yeah that is all over the place right there yeah yeah the, the young bucks definitely should not be number two no I they w- should not be they should be what probably and powerful currently are right now they should they could Actually, just swap, they should just swap really. yeah swap 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 yeah. oh, then there we go Mm-hmm. I think that would be the easy way to, to fix that is just swap those two. And I don't care that 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 uh, private party beat Proud and Powerful. I feel like this one win shouldn't be enough to just erase what Proud and Powerful have been doing mm-hmm. to, to the point where now they're beneath private party. Like that just seems a little bit weird. But, um, you know, it, it's it's we'll see. Like you said, we need to just track this more just to see how they're doing this, because it. it it doesn't make sense. And again, Young Bucks being there, I mean, if you even look at it just from this week, I mean, Nick Jackson just took the loss, too, in singles. So I know that's not tag team, but, you know, they haven't won a tag team matchup in a while. Nick just lost a, a singles matchup, too. I wouldn't even be mad if they had put them fifth, honestly, because they which would piss people off because Dark Order is actually who's fifth right now. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't have a problem with them being ranked over uh, uh, the Young Bucks necessarily. Just because, again, the Young Bucks just keep losing. So so why are they so high? They're right behind the Lucha Brothers. It's just. It's just yeah, wild. that. Yeah, that. As we're talking about this, man, I'm I'm just like shocked on his rankings. Yeah. Like I can understand Lucha Bros top 
yeah, I get oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. 100%. That makes sense. Yes. But after that, it's just. Yeah. To me, it would be Lucha Brothers, then Proud and Powerful. And then you, I mean, if you, okay, fine, Private Party, you could say right after them. And then Dark to me, it's a, to, it's a toss up. Yeah. yeah between Dark, Dark Order, Order and Young Bucks, I, I would put Dark Order over the Young Bucks. I would. I would just put you know it. I would do that too, just to troll up. Just to tell the yes, specifically because people are pissed. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We want that. We want that smoke. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. Yes, we want all Let's the smoke. Yes. <laughs> Dark order fourth. You mess around. We're gonna put them third too. It <laughs> <laughs> really gets you. <laughs> oh man, we're really gonna trigger somebody. Right? <laughs> oh man, we want all the smoke. Oh, Let's go. Man. Let's go. Oh, man. But, yeah, so let, we'll let, sit, stop there in terms of, uh, you know, the whole private party Santana Ortiz matchup. You know, it was a little bit of botch in the middle and at the end. Private party got the victory. And I, I'm actually realizing the whole part we were talking about with uh, Dustin, it was actually after the private party Santana Ortiz matchup, not after the Chris Jericho uh, segment. There. Ah, okay. So yeah, it's yeah. just a little bit of a mix up on my part. But I just wanted to clear that up. Um, and before we go into the, the main event, let's just talk a little bit more about rankings since I brought it up okay. and I've got the, the rest of them in front of me here. So for the women, we have uh, actually, well, I'll start from the bottom. Uh, fifth is Allie. Fourth is Nyla Rose. Uh, third is Emmy Sakura. Second is Dr. Britt Baker. And first is Hikaru, Hikaru Shida. So that's how the rankings break out. Ikaru Shidi right now is the, the number one ranked uh, female superstar. Um, yeah, and then we've got Britt Baker. Again, I mean, Sakura was third. Nyla Rose was fourth. And Ali is fifth. Um, I'm not mad at that. No, that, that sounds about that, right. That, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 So, and, and with that number one, you know, essentially that number one contenders matchup that they had basically in this a this addition uh, of Dynamite, you know, Ikaru Shida beating Britt Baker, you know, Dr. Britt Baker, it makes sense that she would be over her. And even the records, too. So, Hikaru uh, Shida, she's three and one. Britt Baker, she's three and two. So, there's just one less loss for Hikaru Shida. So, it, 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 I can see that. It kind of makes sense. Um and yeah, so that not really much to talk about there. When it comes to the on the men's side, fifth we have Kenny Omega uh, with a record of three and two. Now they have their overall rankings on here as well. So overall, he's six and four. Um, so his tag and his, his trio matches uh, mm-hmm. not included. It's three and two. Um, Hangman Adam Page is four and three. He's fourth. Um, his overall record is actually five and five. So he's right at five hundred. Um, third is Cody Rhodes. Uh, he's three, one, and one. Uh, there was that time limit draw that he had. Um, so overall, he's four, two, and one, but three and one and one. Third overall. Uh, second right now is actually John Moxley. Um, he's three, oh, and one. So he has yet to lose a singles matchup. He, again, also had a time limit draw with Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one is Pac. Uh, Pac is four, one, and one. Overall, four, two, and one. So, yeah. in those rankings, too, I really don't have an, too much of an issue with that. I guess... No, because uh, when the, you think about it, that sounds about right, too. The only thing is, is just the tag team rankings, man. Well... With singles, I would say the the one kind of thing that I would say here is that Kenny Omega also really hasn't won 
And Darby Allen has been doing really well. So it's kind of interesting that Kenny Omega is fifth and Darby Allen's not even on here. So may- and maybe he's sixth if he's... I, th- I think so, yeah. because on this telecast, I think they said that John Moxley was fourth and that Darby Allen was fifth before the match. Ah, okay. And so, so what and that now, was- yeah, okay. I think that's what... Well, that's what did it. Yeah, I think that's what did it. So, and then since Kenny Omega haven't had a match since Full Gear, so okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that would make sense then. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm okay with it. I just, you know, for me, if I'm just without even the rankings, just saying who would I rank higher right now based off of what I've been seeing, I feel like Darby Allen I would put over Kenny Omega overall, and in, in, in my rankings at least, just because he's he's main evented a couple of these dynamites already, and sure he's lost, but. Gosh, he's looked great in those in those matches, and he's won big time matches to get into those the, those situations too. Um, so I feel like you know I, I'm, I'm kind of siding a little bit with Darby Allen, just just by a hair over Kenny Omega. Uh, I'm, but again, I, I just I said I was just a little bit kind of on the fence about it, but I'm not too mad about Kenny Omega being there because it is Kenny Omega. Like it's 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 not really that big of a deal. Do you see these ranking systems being the issue in the long run, down the line? No, I, I well, it, it only be an issue if it just they just do like we said with the tag team division where things just don't make sense. Yeah, you know, I think yeah, it could be. Um, and the fact that they're they have the records here, you know, if their records don't match up with their rankings, then yeah, it'll be a problem. So that's where it can get kind of tricky for them because, like in WWE, Charlotte, for instance is always getting championship opportunities. But people will mention how she hasn't, like, they'll be, she'll go on long stretches of losing match yes. after match yes. after match. And then all of a sudden she'll have a number one, she'll have a championship matchup and, and it's like, why? Who did she beat to earn this this matchup or even the opportunity to have this matchup, right? So, you know, but that's wrestling. I mean, sometimes that just happens where people just lose, you know, a lot. You know, they'll be on a quote-unquote losing streak, but then because they're big names, you know, they, they want to, then they're, they're, the, they're the money draws, you know, so they want to put them in those high-profile matches because that's who the crowd wants to see. Um, and AEW might fall into that here soon. Cause, and, and I think the good thing about it is you can have a guy like Pac say, Hey, why the hell am I not in this match? Mm-hmm. You know, why is, you know, Kenny Omega getting a championship match and he's fifth and I'm first, you know what I'm saying? Which could happen. You know what I'm saying? Jericho could say, yeah, I'm fighting Kenny and Pac is first, you know, but that's, that's wrestling that happens, you know? So, yeah, I, I think it, so to answer your question, I think um, from a fan perspective, mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of us who are going to look at these rankings and say, wow, this doesn't make sense. Because, you know, again, with the tag team division, how the the Young Bucks hadn't won a match in, in ages, it feels like. Yeah. And they're second. second. <laughs> but over proud and powerful who were dominant. And yeah, they lost this matchup, but they're fourth, and the Young Bucks are second. What like that? That's just goofy. So yeah, it is, man. With me, I think I don't know. Maybe down the line, the the ranking system, maybe the records could get in the way because I don't know. I don't know how long they're gonna keep this. I don't know if they're gonna be like two or three years down the line and say like, oh, my record is like a hundred and one and. In 15 or something like that. Right. I don't know. So, would they do like right, a right. reset or something? 
Uh, well, what they could do, and I feel like maybe they've mentioned this once before, but if they do it like seasons, mm-hmm. where each season it restarts, ah, you know, okay. yeah, like yeah. that could that could work. Because yeah, if you do continual records, man, it's just it's just gonna it's just gonna be all over the be, place. Then yeah, it won't make sense. But if you do it like seasons, like in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and you know, where literally each season everyone starts again at zero, mm-hmm. I think that then it would make more sense. Because, yeah, you would have a guy like, you know, let's just say Kenny Omega. He's got like, you know, 100 wins and 50 losses or something. And then you've got a brand new superstar who maybe has won just five matches. How do you justify the rankings <laughs> there? You know what I'm saying? Like, like he will sure, never catch up. He will never like, catch yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. The guy, yeah, he can win 20 matches in a row. But Kenny's got 100 wins. So you know, how, did, how does that work? So, yeah, it, it, it's got to it's gotta restart at some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they ever mentioned that. So hopefully uh, they do, like, some type of reset because I think yeah. that would help. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would just make sense to do it that way. All right. Well, speaking of two of the guys that we uh, mentioned in the men's rankings, John Moxley versus Darby Allen happened. Darby Allen uh, answered John Moxley's challenge from last week: "Is to does anybody have the balls to ever get in the ring with me again after the matchup that I had with the the unsanctioned lights out matchup I had with uh, Kenny Omega?" And Darby Allen answered, and he said, "You know, like it, it's it's on. Like I I want." John Moxley, basically, um, even in less words than what I just used. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they had the matchup. Uh, intro was cool for for Darby Allen uh, being crowd surfed in the body bag with the MOX on the body bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool in the video. And then him skating uh, with uh, dragging the body bag as well in that video. And then entering the ring in in the body bag, being carried by a bunch of guys, which I feel like. Even though I loved the whole um, uh, pageantry of it, like it felt like a pay per view. It felt huge um, doing all this extra stuff for it. Yeah. The one subtle, I guess, nitpick with it is I wish it wasn't just these normal guys carrying the bag and laying it on the ground. I wish they would have like maybe, maybe said some type of face paint or something like that. Just well, even 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 less than that. Mm. Like if the lights had been out. And then the lights would have turned on and the body bag was just there. Oh, so you don't see okay. people carrying okay. it, you know, All right. or if they would have had him elevated in the body bag, like like, like there's like this uh, platform that raises up mm-hmm. and it brings him to the rampway and you just see this body bag. And we don't know if like there's someone in it. Is he in there? And then sure enough, he just opens up the body bag and pops out like that would have been a little bit more like what I was looking for. Cause yeah, just like the guys kind of like bringing the bag and it's just like normally dressed guys like you to your point. Yeah. If they would have done something, if they would have had their faces painted, that could have helped, I think. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like they had done so much to make it feel like huge. And then these like just guys in the back working security or, you know, these, you know, up and coming wrestlers or whoever they right. were just like showed up and they just laid the bag down. I was like, uh, but it's just that's a small nitpick there. But overall, like I did like the way they made it feel like this is just a normal dynamite episode. But they made they they announced it as this is the main yes. event of the evening. I'm like, ooh, okay, I mm-hmm. like this touch. You know, to really make it feel special, make it feel uh, important. Yeah, like they 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 do it in uh in uh UFC. You know, whenever they have their 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 ESPN. 
uh, fight nights, yep. you know, it's like the main event gets time. announced. Right. right that, that Bruce Buffer, you know, like intense, which, oh man, that dude, yes. he's awesome. Like, if AEW could get Bruce Buffer oh, to do this man, bro. each time, man, oh my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would. Amazing. It would. But anyway, yeah, I just, I just love the, the way that they treated it as special for just, again, just an, an ordinary uh, week of, uh, episode of dynamite they made that main event feel like it was a pay-per-view main event um so i like that and then moxley like kind of coming through the crowd and and the matchup itself was hard hitting and 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 moxley delivered on what he said like you know he just he's he's the baddest son of a bitch there is and he just felt like that during the whole matchup just laying into darby allen darby allen just showed he's just resilient and can take a beating and man that finish was crazy like just just (laughs) The him, I did not Aaron think Dime he was the second rope from the second rope. I did not see that coming Me either. I, I, I wasn't sure what he was trying to do. Sure enough, you know, double underhooks. He raises them up and they jumps off the second Ooh. rope and basically just straight on his head drops him. Like wow, the crowd went nuts. It was it was perfect. It was perfect. What? Great matchup overall. Same here, man. Same here. I enjoyed the match, uh, man. Real quick too. I'm glad John Moxley is not wrestling them tight spandex anymore. He's yeah. he, he that looks more of him now. The whole rip it does jeans this looks pants. Like yes, that's John Moxley right there. That looks yeah. like more of his style. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed that part. Now I'm glad he changed yeah. to that. But whether it's jeans or like the camouflage pants, yeah, that he had, yeah. like full gear, like either one of those, I, I like yeah. that look exactly. Yeah, yeah cause that more it's more of a gritty look that fits his his profile right there to me. Uh, but man, this was like a hard hitting match. There, there's a term like, man, I'm about to whoop your ass like I'm your stepdaddy. That's <laughs> what happened. Oh man, <laughs> that's literally what happened to Darby yeah. Allen, man. It was yeah. like this. It was just a regular drop kick uh, that basically uh, John Moxley delivered to Darby Allen, and the way he sold it was beautiful. So he drop kicked him in the corner, and Darby Allen bounced off hard as hell and just collapsed on the on the ring i was like oh my god he just making every move look so like so violent man it it, it was just so insane man john moxley man he was just looking so brutal like man i'm just gonna i'm gonna beat his ass and because i don't give a damn right now like this is what he wants he's about to get all of this smoke right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah man It, it was great and just just I guess to look at this um, from a bigger picture lens. Mm-hmm. So for me, seeing John Moxley's entrance, seeing him during this match, seeing him after the match, it feels like this is John's company now. You know, it just felt like in this moment he owned it. He owned the the space he was in, he owned that ring, yeah. that crowd was eaten out of the palm of his were. hands. It felt like, wow, like this is John Moxley's house. We just said earlier, like Chris Jericho, he's he's doing his thing, you know, and he's one of the faces of the company for sure. And I think it's him and Cody, Rose, yeah. you know, have been the two guys who, for the most part, have been carrying the torch for, for AEW as like the face of the company. And you could argue one or the other um, back and forth. You know, this this last couple of weeks and this matchup, just the feeling anytime I see I've seen John in the ring, I feel like. Everything else goes away for that moment that he's there. 
and he's just captivating and he's just owning that moment yeah. and he's owning the ring and it, it it's it's like he's really making a case and you know again we talked about it you know way back when about like okay who we saw as potentially right being the, face the face of, of the AEW. company yep yeah and like you know then before the injury and you know, i was thinking man john moxley makes a whole lot of sense yeah. you know the guy who came from wwe and he left and when he showed up at AEW, the crowd went just nuts just lost their minds like you could see that it, you could feel the excitement rather um from the crowd so he just he has that power um to to really get people just just excited about you know uh, wrestling and what he's yeah, doing man, he's just so charismatic man yeah he, like he, yeah. he he grabs you in he he's a great storyteller in the ring, so people uh, got a chance to see what he can do outside of a hardcore match, and yeah. he he showed you vividly. He he shows you, man. So uh, he, he so yeah, man. John Moxley is just doing a great job, and yeah, I think he's definitely on that path to be one of those faces of of the company as well. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So yeah, just just wanted to shout him out there, just to say, like, I really, I really felt that from him, you know, in this matchup, and and again, even last week, and in, in at Full Gear, and that one that promo he had right before Full Gear, just letting everybody know how pissed off he was about, you know, it being in the lights out match and not counting, like, just the way he just spoke his mind, and then you could just felt it. I'm just like, yeah, he's 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 there, man. Right. He's got it. He's got it. And like, you know, WWE really just. They 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 messed up. They put him in a box, man. That's what happened. Himself. Yeah, they put him in a box. They they gave him a script like you say this because you don't do your own promos. We we got you covered. We got writers, but you see, this is what John Moxley said in in his interview on his podcast. Like, man, I don't need you know promos. I could do it myself. I could do this in my sleep. And you saw what he did when he gave that passionate promo. I'm like, of AEW before full gear. He's like, I'm the craziest son of a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm the most dangerous son of a bitch in here. So I I definitely felt that. Yeah. Same, same. So yeah, just um great, great, uh, great showing for John Moxley. Great showing for Darby Allen. You know, he, he just it's a another great moment for him to to build up his name overall and he's building a reputation of just you know, this resilient, up and coming uh superstar in the making. So yeah, just great main event overall, man. I'm excited for what the future holds for both of these guys. Hell yeah, so, same yeah. here, man. Because Darby Allen, I, I got to give more props to uh, like like you said, man, John Moxley because he's just he he looked like a definitely like a superstar in, in this match. It was one spot too. I forgot to mention it earlier. I think I believe Darby Allen was going going up on the top rope. It wasn't it wasn't for the coffin drop but i think he was just going for i don't know it was a drop kick or something but john moxley's no sold it and dean not dean but Dar- uh darby allen he kind of just went with the the way he no sold it uh john moxley it's like darby allen just ran into a brick wall i was like oh my god and just completely collapsed on, on the ring again i was like dude this is just insane Man, yeah, <laughs> just just a crazy matchup, man. From from just beginning to end, just a nuts nuts matchup. I uh, just really enjoyed it. Like you said, it, it's it. Both of these guys are really known for like their hardcore matches, you yes. know, like just their intense matches. And and to see them both, really, they didn't use any weapons, nothing like that. You just got to see them both just kind of be intense without that. It was really cool, man. It was really cool to see. They just showcased their, their skill set like that. So definitely had a lot of fun with this matchup, man. I loved it. I loved it. 
Hell yeah, man. Like, it's it was definitely, uh, I would say, my favorite match on the AEW show. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I agree. This was definitely a match of the night. I mean, that that first matchup was really something, too. I, like, it's, 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 I don't want to forget the uh, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix uh, matchup overall. But, you know, if you if you put my my feet to the fire and said okay which one you got to pick one I would definitely say the the Moxley Darby Allen matchup was matching tonight for sure. Ah, okay, all right, cool, man. Good man, good man, right there <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, man. Well, that that's pretty much it for AEW. Any final thoughts before we call it an episode? It was just another great episode, but the reason why AEW is going first because you know NXT, our favorite brand. Had a strong had a strong week. Well, to even I guess cap it here or cap it off, NXT. This was the first week that NXT beat yes. uh, AEW in the ratings. Yeah. So you know that 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 was an interesting note, and you know no shame to to uh, AEW. They put on a great show. You know it was just they they're this has a been a wild couple of weeks for wwe and nxt and you know the way that that everything kind of built up and and the things that transpired on nxt were so nuts that you know it made sense so it, it was it was going to be a lot to compete with but um you know it's again from from an aew perspective it's just it's the competition is good i hope that what aew does with this is say okay now let's let's step our game up and and try to take back the the ratings win you like this is where us as fans we win because you know oh, yeah. this competition now you know they 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 see it they know what happened mm-hmm. and they're there's they take a lot of pride in it so they're probably looking at it like ooh you know we had this streak going on and okay kudos to you guys but now we're coming for you now we're gonna try to to win it back so i i can't wait to see what what uh this does going forward to kind of elevate the games of both of these brands so yeah i thought it was great yeah, man, because you, you know what? I, I believe Cody Rose actually responded to that because it was just a random fan just asking him about, you know, what, what do you think about the, you know, losing to the NXT? And he he's he was just humble in his response. I don't know the exact, so I'm just par- paraphrasing. But he just said, you know, take it on the chin and you just move on and you uh, and you learn from it. I was like, OK, let's let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. I, I'm like I said. I'm excited. I'm excited for what it what it means for us. The the fact that they're competing like this and that they I mean they're they're aware of what each other's doing. They're saying it. The these Wednesday night wars are going to be just so much fun going forward. Um, yeah. So I, and I'm glad that NXT pushed uh, AEW and took that top spot. And now I'm I'm interested to see what AEW is going to do to try to get it back. So it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be hell fun. yeah, man. It's Survivor Series weekend. So I, I'm not surprised that actually NXT. Won won the uh, ratings war this week, so it's you know because you got all these you know superstars just flooding in the NXT now, so it's not surprising at all. Yep, yep. All right, well that will do it for our AEW Dynamite recap. We will catch you guys next time for AEW next week. Uh, right now we're gonna do the Survivor Series and and. I almost said AEW takeover. NXT <laughs> takeover uh, prediction shows. Man, AEW going to try to take over for sure. But no, it's NXT takeover. Uh, we're going to do the the uh, predictions for that here in a sec. But for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.